How's it going, singers? Welcome back to the Happy Singer Podcast. My name is Christy Bissell. I'm your host, and we're going to just be talking about a bunch of stuff today that we've been discussing on the podcast thus far and how we can just be a little bit happier in our singing journey. So where are you at in your singing journey? Um, Have you joined our discussion group on Facebook? You should. It's really nice. It's fun. We're talking about stuff that... um, has been on the podcast, as well as starting to have listeners introduce themselves on the page, where we all get to listen to each other sing, and I have a few people that have done so, and I'd love to hear what your voice sounds like. I'd like to hear what you've got stirring up, and I think we could start a really nice conversation where everyone's, you know, helping each other, um, so that's fun. So to find us, you can just go to Facebook and type in the Happy Singer Discussion Group, and you'll find us there. It's a closed group, so all you have to do is request, and I'll accept you on in. You can also follow me on Instagram. It's just Christy Bissell. That's my name. Um, Christy Bissell, K-R-I-S-T-Y-B-I-S-S-E-L-L, and you'll get to learn about me a little bit more, and I'm always posting you know, fun stuff about um, my students and about music. Me and my boyfriend's vinyl collection, my dog, Tucker. It's just, it's a nice little little place to get to know me a little bit better. I haven't really introduced myself very well on the podcast thus far. However, I really just wanted to get to the information that has been brewing inside me and all these interviews that I've had, or I really don't want to call them interviews, conversations really. I wanted you guys to hear them before I'm, you know, yapping my gums about who I am. Um, but if you're curious about me, you can go ahead and check me out on my Instagram or, of course, message me on the discussion group. Um, and I'd love to just uh, get to know you guys a little bit better. And I do plan on making an episode that's just about the host so you get to know me a little bit better. But if you're just visiting this podcast for the first time, I am a voice teacher. I work at New York Vocal Coaching in Midtown Manhattan. Um, I work with a ton of other great teachers there. I'm associate there. And I got my master's in vocal ped at, or pedagogy, I should say, not just the slang term. Got my master's in music in vocal pedagogy at Shenandoah University. And I went and had an undergraduate in musical theater with a voice minor at Seton Hill University. I've also performed in regional theaters, um, and I sing a lot, and I love it, and I'm passionate about it, and I'm a dog mom. That's pretty much, that sums me up in the quickest form as possible, but I've been a singer my whole life. So what we're going to be talking about today is what happy singing means, what it means to just be a little bit in a better place for your singing journey. So I've compiled a list of some things that I think are really important to remember while you're learning and while you're living each day. So, and these are things you can start applying today. They're simple. They're not too crazy of steps to take. Um, So I think it'll be, I think it'll be helpful. First thing that I have is listen to music. What are you listening to? I have some students, they'll come in for a lesson. Let's say it's their introductory lesson at New York Vocal Coaching with me. And I say, so what kind of music do you like? They're like, everything. I was like, okay, well, name some of the artists that are your role models. Um, And then they'll just name like one person or two people. You want to get good at this answer. You want to start to talk about who you love instantly. It should just fall right off of your tongue. You should be dying to share who you like. And this is an indicator to me 
that the singer might not know music as well as they think they do. So I'll tell you what I do as a singer and a learner, because I still consider myself a learner, and I always will. And when we had that episode with Lisa, she's the same way. She is always learning. She doesn't expect to ever get to the final ground. It's always going to keep go, keep on going, you know? So one of my favorite things to do is to write in a journal, and it's just my music journal. It's not my songwriting journal. I have another one for that. This music listening journal is me every day writing down either lyrics that I found in a new song or a new thought I had on a song I've always listened to, um, a deeper understanding of the music, and then I always force myself to listen to at least, I'd say at least five new songs a day. Um, I have the fortunate slash unfortunate long commute every day into Manhattan from Jersey and I get to listen to new music all the time, and that I do love. (laughs) So on Apple Music, I'll just go to music that's recommended to me, or I'll look at other artists you might like, or a new album that I haven't listened to from an artist I kind of dig. I also sometimes find that I don't like the song I'm listening to, but I always try to listen to it from a perspective of this is somebody's art finish the song out or finish the album out and then say, okay, what did I learn from this? Or what kind of service is this kind of music? Uh, What is it doing for other people that it's not doing for me? Um, And that's beneficial as well. I I don't really like when people don't give a song its full, uh, give it a full chance. Listen to the whole thing. Listen to the arc of it. It's not really fair because most music builds. So you just want to keep that in mind. And then you can also listen to one of my favorite podcasts. It's called All Things Considered, and it's um, NPR. So they sometimes have episodes that are just, you know, on random days. But my favorite is New Music Friday. So every morning I'm walking my dog on Fridays because I usually don't work on Fridays. And um, I listen to that podcast, and it is always teaching me new songs, new artists. And then what I'll do is I'll write it down in my little journal and then I'll go ahead and listen to them later on. Or sometimes I just pause the the podcast and then open up on my Apple Music and listen to them. So that's really fun. And then of course, speaking of NPR, go to the Tiny Desk concerts on YouTube. They're fantastic. They're just like so special because you get to see the artist, see the way their bodies move. And that... To me, that's that's why we need to, and this takes me to my next thing, is live music. You should go and see live music. I think a lot of the times we're just listening to stuff in our ears, and that's not enough. Go to live performances. And New York is awesome because there's so many different venues. And I encourage you to not just go to the big-name concerts. Go to little, like, open mics. And if you're too scared to get up there and perform your own song, that's okay. You don't have to be ready yet. But go ahead and check out what other people are doing. It'll really encourage you. It'll also kind of give you a perspective to see where you're actually at. Like, are you in a place to be going to an open mic yet? Or are you like really ready and you just didn't realize it? And then also, you know, you just make friends. So that's really nice too. And then one more thing on listening to music. How are you listening to the music? Are they in really good headphones? 
Is it just as you're cleaning around the house and it's just on in the background? Which, don't get me wrong, I do it all the time. But when you're a learner of music, you want to make sure that it is very deliberate. You want to sit down with a journal. You want to just have your headphones in, not many distractions. Also, I really recommend you getting a little record player or something that forces you to look at the artwork that the artist chose or did themselves, look at the names of all the artists on the back, um, read what they had to say about the work. Um, It's tangible. It's in your hands. There's nothing like vinyl. And I'll be honest with you, before I met my boyfriend, I always thought that, yes, it's really cool that people have vinyl and record players. They're super cute. But why would I waste money on records when I can listen to them digitally? That seems like a waste of money because I pay whatever amount for Apple Music every month. Why would I do that? I have it all at my fingertips. But I was I tried to be open to it, and as soon as I heard a record on the record player, it was different. You hear more things. And then I looked at all the records that he had, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I was looking at albums that I've listened to and right there was in my hands it was bigger the pictures it just made it more real and reminded me that these are real people making music and it's right here it's right there and then they write these special little notes and sometimes the records they'll um, have secret little tracks on them or they'll have like little special things that you wouldn't get without uh, owning the record so I've become obsessed and I'm buying all these records, but I, I feel like I have a deeper relationship with my music and there's nothing like it. So if you can get yourself a little record player and some records, I'd buy the records that you love so much. And then occasionally it's really cheap. If you go to like a thrift store or if you go to a record store, like just go into the clearance and find one that you've never listened to before. Um, I get these little seven inches and it'll be just like a little single and it's so fun. And sometimes I just pick off based off of the track name and I'm like, oh, that looks like a good title. Let's get it. And it's like sometimes 50 cents. So that's really fun. The next step I'm going to tell you is to start writing music. Now, ask yourself a few questions before you start writing your music. Do you play an instrument? Do you know music theory? Do you like to write poetry? Now, if you don't have any of those, that's okay. You can still do it. So I think this is a thing that stops people from writing music. They say, well, I don't know how to write. I don't know any music theory. Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. I'm only going to do covers. Now, you definitely should do covers. Even my songwriters, I force them to, I don't force, but (laughs) I'm saying we need to do some covers too. Because when you're writing your own music, This is a really good thing and also can be a downside. Um, When you write your own music, you're really writing within your niche. You're not going to write out of your range. You're going to write something that is so genuine and you'll most likely sound great in it. Now, that's not always true, but that's a definite perk to writing your own music. Now, if you never do covers, you're never stretching yourself and then you can't see where your voice could actually go. So you only write with what you think is in your means. So that's important as well. Now, if you don't know any music theory at all, I always encourage you to pick up an instrument and go into musictheory.net and learn some stuff. It's all free online. Now, you should definitely get with a voice teacher if you can't afford it or if you have the time. But of course, there's all kinds of free stuff out online. So if you don't know music theory, 
do some a little bit of research, you know, but I'll give you some tips right now. Make sure that you know the instruments that you like. What do you like in your ears most importantly? Do you like electric sounds, electric guitar, a heavy beat that sounds like like from beat makers, something that sounds like from a computer? Do you like dance music? Or do you like stuff to be really raw and very acoustic? Folk music versus rock and roll. And now rock and roll can be very acoustic as well, but you want to kind of decide what the instruments you like. And then you can go on to GarageBand, you can go on to Logic, you can ask a friend to play their instruments for you. And from there, you're able to like, let's say I use GarageBand all the time. I can go in there and use little apps that like, it'll be smart piano, smart guitar, and it'll literally just play my chords. I hit a button and then you'll find out that. So really it's finding a chord progression and having a message in mind, you know, so like a song that I'm working on right now is about starting over. That's the message. What am I going to write about within that? So I like to have something in mind. Now you don't have, you don't need to have anything in particular in mind yet, but that's something that I like to do personally is think about okay, w- what's on my mind? Sometimes I'll just free write and it's just a big old bunch of vomit on a page, and then sometimes it's something very clean. I'm like, okay, it is about this, here I go. And there's no right answer, no right way to go about it. Just pick one way. And then when you get lost, listen to the music that you love, your role models, and see, okay, they don't use bridges. And then if you don't know what a bridge is, just know that it's a different part of the music. So you know how the verse is one thing, and then there's a chorus that's different. Some people call it the hook, and then it'll go back to the verse. And then there's this weird part in the song that sounds different, or it sounds like a, hey, I'm really drilling in this idea at you. And then it goes back to the chorus. So that's what the bridge is. It bridges everything together. Just know that there's a lot of references out there. Just listen to your music. They have the answers there. Now, I'm not saying copy completely. Copying is good to a certain extent. Extent You always find yourself within that, but it, it is good to find that reference and then from there go, go crazy, right? So write your own music. Discover who you are. That's a big step. And then the last thing with writing music is you could like make a Pinterest board and you just like just drop in all kinds of things, any images that spark you up or like literally anything you see, just put it in a board and then look at it and be like, okay, why did I like all of these colors that are yellow? Why does this all look depressing? What's that about? Or why does this all have to do with food? Or what, you know, there's always something there. So it helps you to learn who you are. And that's a thing that happens a lot in the lessons. I have a student and I try to learn who they are. I'm not just going to teach at them. I want to help them as much as possible. So I really ask them a lot of questions. And so I'm of service to them in the best capacity that I'm able to do. But yeah, sometimes they don't know who they are yet. And so that's something that I can't really help them to do. I can encourage them to sing certain songs or I can, you know, probe them to be like, hey, what does this song do for you? Do you like singing this song? You know, and I try my best, but really it's on you. And that would be the, the segue into appropriate rep- repertoire for yourself. So just because you love the way Demi Lovato sounds on Skyscraper, is that the right song for you? 
Now, I'm not just talking about the range, which is ridiculous in that song, but also, are you in that place? Have you been where she's been? Can you um, commiserate with her lyrics? Or are you just singing it to be impressive? Which is what happens a lot. A lot of people say, okay, well, this is the biggest song in the world, and I've got to be able to sing it, and that's what makes me a good singer. And really, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure. So make sure that the songs ignite something in you lyrically and melodically. And then, okay, is this going to push me as a singer? Is it going to push me too much? Is it a not enough push? So I like to say to my singers, make sure you have at least three songs on deck at all times. A song that you can sing instantly, you love it, it's not hard, it sparks joy for you, you know, and then you have one in the middle that's like, it's a little bit hard, it's challenging, you're working on it, but you know you're going to be able to sing it. It just, it's going to take some time. And then you have your Mount Everest song. So if you know anything about Mount Everest and how many people have gone up and climbed, and how many attempts there are to get to the top, sometimes people never get to the top. There's been stories where they're like really close, but they know that the altitude is too much, the weather's too bad, they will die if they continue. (laughs) So sometimes people have to go back down and then retry again. It's a really hard task to climb Mount Everest. Um, You need to have a Mount Everest song. So And also, this is important too, make sure that you're working on it at the right time and that if, let's say, for example, you're having a bad day, we all have those days, and you say, okay, well, I'm going to beat myself up further and let's do Skyscraper. Oh, maybe don't do that. Be kind to yourself. Is it really going to be of service to try and sing that song when you've just had your wallet stolen or, you know, someone broke up with you and broke your heart or whatever? Like, don't beat yourself up. If it's going to help you, then yeah, work on that song. But put it there for when you are mentally prepared for it. You know, there's no no reason to beat yourself up. And then our next thing is take some lessons. So some of you may not be able to take lessons at this time, or some of you might not have any teachers in your area. There's a lot of um, ways that you can take lessons. Um, Like, for example, New York Vocal Coaching has online lessons available with any of the associates, and there's a lot of other places that do that too. You can also just ask a friend who's a singer, be like, hey, could you just help me sing a little bit better? It's just always good to collaborate with people because we all need help. We all need help, right? And this goes to one of my last things for today, perform. And if you don't feel ready, okay, cool. That's fine. Understand that, realize that, and as soon as you sort of feel ready, find a safe space to do that. So that could be at karaoke, that could be in front of a dear friend, it could be um, at an open mic if you feel ready, it could be booking a show for yourself, it could be putting yourself up on YouTube, or joining a group on Facebook where you can sing for each other, you know, something like that, which is what I'm hoping for this uh, discussion group is that people can post themselves singing and they'll have a support group. And so everybody can support one another. No mean comments, just helpful advice and um, compliments. Because don't we all need a little bit of compliments? I mean, if they're honest, right? You don't have to be lies, just, you know, like a genuine compliment. 
So yeah, those are my tips for right today, what you can do to just be a little bit happier and more accepting of where you're at right now. Time will tell for so many things. Be patient with yourself. Know that singing is a lifelong journey. It's not something that you sort of do and then, okay, I'm a good singer. It doesn't work like that. You know, I've been taking voice lessons since I was like three years old because it's all I ever wanted to do is sing. I loved it so much. It gave me everything I have now, you know, starting lessons like that. I know a lot of people, a lot of voice teachers, they poo-poo on that, but my voice teacher, Carol Coles in Pittsburgh, she was fantastic with me. She really took it slow and taught me a love for music. And I started with music theory and we started with simple songs. She did it the right way. And now here I am. So, but I'm still learning, you know, it's never going to stop and new research is being done all the time. And It's just never ending. So be patient with yourself and know that there's people out there that are in your place. They are right there with you. And there are people that love you and people that will really like pull for your roots. So remember that. So just to reiterate everything we talked about, here is what you can do today to make yourself feel better, happier, and stronger. So one, listen to music. Two, journal about it. Three, open up your mind to new music. Four, see live music. Five, write music. Six, take lessons always, if you can, (laughs) when you can. And then seven, perform. Eight, support other singers. And nine, appropriate repertoire. And of course, that's not in order. I apologize. Thank you so much, guys. And also remember to sign up for the Happy Singer discussion group on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. And if any of this helped you at all, it would help me so much if you shared it or or if you rated on Apple Podcasts. It helps me to reach more people. And um, reach out to me if you have any suggestions. I'm so open to all of it. Just want to help you in any way I can. Thank you so much. Happy singing, and we will talk next week. Bye.